Blog Talk Radio. Epic fail. Let's start this party off right. Do I have everybody's attention now? I feel a little bit of recapping is in order. You didn't see the show last week, and I can't blame you. I didn't watch either because I wasn't on. I was suspended by Vincent K. McMahon. I was suspended because the week prior to that, I got into a little bit of trouble because of some things that I said. I didn't get in trouble because I announced that July 17th, my contract with World Wrestling Entertainment ends. I didn't just get in trouble because I said not only am I going to defeat John Cena this Sunday at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, but that I was going to leave with the oh-so-precious WWE title, rendering all future champions completely irrelevant. I didn't just get in trouble because of this little nugget. I mentioned when Vince McMahon finally dies that the company will fall into the hands of his idiotic daughter and his son-in-law, who I believe I referred to as a doofus. I got in trouble basically because I have the balls to say things that nobody else has the balls to say. Things like this company inside and outside the ring are filled with a parade of shameless ass kissers. But never fear, tonight, not only am I reinstated, not only is my championship match with John Cena back on, I brought back up just in case they cut my microphone off. wondering exactly why I'm holding a live microphone right now. I'll explain it to you. Vince McMahon desperately wants to sign me to a very long-term, very lucrative contract with World Wrestling Entertainment. Allow me to stop that train because once upon a time, I actually am not going to go off the rails right now. But allow me to say the following before I play the next clip because this is kind of fucking funny. 
Uh, I'm not going to say who my source was about CM Punk being completely fine, and we're not going to sit here and be an incessant prick about, well, you know, he really wasn't injured. The fuck? Everyone knew that Punk really wasn't hurt, or did they? Also, have we not noticed the changes in culture in WWE so far, thus far, going on between the supposed doofus son-in-law, Vincent K. McMahon, as he so effortlessly put that in the promo? Do I have everyone's attention now? Do I sound like sour grapes about CM Punk? Did he do something? Did he choke one of my cats? Did he come to my doorstep, light dog shit on fire, and run away? But before that, ring the doorbell, you know? No. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to tell you the following. From what I've witnessed so far on WWE programming, what I've seen thus far on AEW side of things, things are heating up again. And this is what we call a great wrestling war. But before I get into all that, I noticed something when I was purchasing WrestleMania tickets. Which, by the way, folks, you can go online to your local ticket apps, ticket, you know, TickPick, StubHub. Oh, let's see what else. Mm. You can even go to Ticketmaster.com if you haven't already done so. The tickets to WrestleMania 31 in Angeles at the SoFi Stadium, where the Los Angeles Rams and who, 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 Chargers play. I mean, I really never have seen any of their fan bases except for when the Rams won a Super Bowl, and even then. The point is, folks, if you want to go to WrestleMania, I would suggest hurrying the hell up because ever since Triple H has taken over, I've noticed certain things. WrestleMania. The tickets for those things usually go on sale in November. Well, this year they went on sale in July. And also, those seats are selling out quick. They've got upper decks left. They've got you know plenty of seating left, I guess. I don't know. The general public who doesn't care about WrestleMania, well, you know, that's you. But anyways, as I said, the culture, Steampunk said that the culture hasn't changed in WWE. Well, lately, on the latest edition of WWE Raw... If I'm not mistaken, EO Sky, Bailey, <clears throat> Dakota Kai, they all participate. They're going to participate. We'll, we'll see. They have participated in a tournament for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Am I going to sit here and give a boring ass stale review and go down the line of what's transpiring thus far in programming? No, I'm just telling you what interests me. As a fan, right, I haven't turned on WWE programming in quite some time and watched it consecutive weeks in a row. I'm just being dead honest with you. It felt like a homework assignment in the past to watch said shit. So to do you guys a favor and not talk around in circles, I'm going to uh, actually look at the results. I Watched the show from the point when, from the very beginning to the very end. And Dana Brooke, let's see, to me, a snookover team. NXT is actually getting involved again on main roster shows. Imagine that. So, without further ado, folks, I'm not going to go down the entire sheet of WWE Raw. I know that the main event was... Dolph Ziggler versus Chad Gable. And 
I think that that's pretty cool that they didn't have a title match in their main event. But at the same token, here's my thing. The the match that I saw that interested me was Ciampa versus Lashley. Let me tell you something. I'm glad they didn't quite yet put the title on uh, Ciampa, the U.S. championship, that is, because that, that title actually might fit him. And you know what? The old man would have never let Ciampa go past the first, you know, preliminary round or contending or contendership match, if you will, for Bobby Lashley's United States Championship. Those are some of the things that I've noticed, folks. Guys that never really got noticed before when the old man was there got, you know, respect Vince, you know, what he did for the company. But at the same time, things needed to change directionally speaking for the company. Ciampa's one change and ate that up like it was the last piece of pie at the Thanksgiving table. Let me tell you. All right? So, Aha. so he did come up short. I mean, there were several distractions. There were several times where you think, okay, well, the expect, you know, the exposed turnbuckle, the, you know, I don't think he, he should have put his feet on the ropes, although I don't think that would have helped because Trump was, you know, shorter than last in lengthwise, but, you know. Champa got the hurt lock, not hurt lock, but the uh, I don't know what he calls it. It's the full Nelson, full Nelson hold, anyways. But anyway, so uh, yes, he came up short, but that was one match that intrigued me. Um, so yes, AJ Styles had a hand in interference. What else? So this is what happened. So Alexa Bliss. Oscar Bianca Belair agreed to a six-woman tag match between themselves, Bailey, Io Sky, and Dakota Kai. There's a tournament for the NXT or NXT WWE Women's vacated WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Oh man, Kevin Owens beat the living hell out of Ezekiel. Thank you, thank you. Finally, someone takes notice and decides there needs to be a fucking change. I didn't say I'd go through the entire thing, so. Uh, Wow, you know, this is the first, you know how many people kick out of the super kick? I completely forgot about writing this when I was writing on the result sheet, you know, for notes, but I I just, no one kicks out of the super kick, no, I mean, not one, unless you, though, know, Shawn Michaels is, you know, comes in the ring and gives some sweet chin music to somebody totally random. Oh, and by the way, I've been noticing a few things too. A cameo appearance by Dexter Loomis getting hauled off by police, quote-unquote, right? Sure, I sound like a songbird singing the praises for WWE Raw, but you know what, folks? Here's the deal. If you sit long enough and watch, have watched WWE programming over the last two fucking years what do you notice or what have you noticed the raws then compared to now for starters there's less promos the 24 7 championship isn't interrupting important matches or less important matches um so i can already tell you i don't 
know what's going to happen, but the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament has me intrigued, dude. Dakota Kai and Io Sky, you knew it was going to go over Dana Brooke and Tamina Snuka. I, you know, here's my thing. Now you don't know what's going to happen. And I've been hearing stuff that from around the rumor mills and Meltzer and all them, I don't really pay attention to what that fuck says, but... I do pay attention to what my shit on Facebook news feed says. I mean, after all, there are several reports that Bray Wyatt or The Fiend may be possibly returning. There's also rumors that Sasha and Naomi may show interest now that the boss is gone. I don't know, man. Having those two back, wouldn't that be more of a harm than a help? Or it might be a help considering that might actually draw ratings back since they walked out in Virginia before their main event match and showed the ultimate fucking sign of disrespect during that time period. I'm not saying they're disrespectful for speaking up for themselves, but it's disrespectful to not at least wrestle your last match and then walk the fuck out, but I digress. So, if you haven't noticed the changes, NXT, NXT, wow. They're finally correcting the shit that somebody messed up. We're not going to say who. We're not going to point fingers. They finally corrected the shit of making it seem like a drawn-out, long-ass, modern-day version of the Attitude Era. It kind of, well, it didn't kind of fail. It failed miserably. Braun Braun Breaker is finally, you know, facing off with an opponent that is, you know, not, not worthy, but I mean... Jordan McDonough or whomever signed his contract in blood. And then the women's division is starting to pick up steam again. Zoe Stark is now the number one contender for Mandy Rose's NXT Women's Championship. Uh, let's see what else is going on. So Apollo Crews came back to NXT. They're kind of correcting Joe Gacy. I, I, you know, he sort of reminds me of the... Uh, the PG Bray Wyatt in some way, shape, or form. Um, Cora Jade. And there's some new faces. Cora Jade, Roxana Perez, <laughs> Zoe Stark's not new face. I mean, she's been there for a couple years, but still new to everyone else. Um, let's see who else. Oh, the Gal Del Fantasma, Santos Escobar, and Tony D'Angelo are finally going to have their one more match type thing. The way that things are built were built on NXT and Raw and soon to be tomorrow on Friday Night SmackDown. Can you say complete 180? It is a complete fucking 180 from when the old man was running ship. And let me bring this closer so you all can hear my lovely voice. I am a firm believer that AEW is going to try and compete now that CM Punk has come back. And the only reason... Actually, there are many reasons why I stopped playing Cult of Personality. It's because, one, I'm not the guy that, you know, inspired millions of fans and and helped them through tough times. I'm not saying that he's not inspired people, but you know what, dude? I was going to go out on a limb here and just point out the following. You know, it's like uh, they're living in their own world, right? AEW is. They now have a conundrum of sorts. Because how long can you keep MJF 
off TV during this whole fucking time. Now that Punk is back, would be a damn good time to sit down and talk numbers with MJF. I know I sound like the biggest asshole in the face of the planet because everyone's enjoying CM Punk's return. I don't really care. Because the man, like I said, from a source, I'm not saying whom, but he has friends that live in Illinois, and they saw him walking around just fine. No walking boot, whatever. They're like, well, that's your take on things. How do you know he wasn't really hurt? Because he wasn't. Okay? And then he comes back on this episode of Dynamite, saves Boxley from Jericho's whatever, his brigade, or Jericho's uh, support crew, whatever, support staff. Where You know what? Jericho's Appreciation Society. There it is. Escaped my mind. They... Those two random dudes come out. They start beating up Moxley. And then here comes Claudio Castanoli. Then here comes <laughs> CM Punk's. He's getting the crowd goes ape shit. So why is it they've failed to get over a million viewers? Well, let's see. Even with CM Punk returning, no one really knows who the fuck AEW is. I mean, there's several advertisements on TNT, at Planet Fitness, you know, and everywhere else that has a cable, you know, everyone else that has cable sees it, flips it around, says, okay, cool, and more wrestling. That's more exposure for them. Anyways, so you see, I'm just going to play the clip of what happened. You see the crowd's reaction. And then I'm going to read to you the exact uh, ratings that have been going on for AEW. Okay, bear with me, folks. That's what I need when I watch AEW. Just give me a second. I promise I will not play ads on purpose to sabotage the broadcast journalism genius that is me. All right, enough. Hmm, that's weird. Oh, my God. Oh. 
jump right into it dude I think that there's going to be some definite changes if you will <laughs> do I have everyone's attention now because ladies and gentlemen this is the point in the show where I read a little disclaimer okay and I basically go off my rocker about what fucking bothers me And I'll tell you what bothers me after I read the little fucking disclaimer. And when I find music to go along with this shindig, it'll be one hell of a party. And anyways, anyways, the following content presented on this pro wrestling podcast, Wrestle Radio Network profile, belongs to the owner, Brian Rails. You do not have permission to use, copy, reproduce the content from all episodes recorded and shared on social media. All content is protected by U.S. and international copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without permission from the owner is strictly prohibited and can be punishable by law. Failure to comply will result in legal action taken. All rights reserved. Wrestle Radio Network Incorporated. Beyond the Tracks Incorporated. Slice of Pizza. Oh, and uh, The Rails Uncensored. Let's start first. With, okay, I've already mentioned a billion times the change that WWE has experienced, the change that AEW is about to experience, but there's one piece to the puzzle still missing, and I know that certain people don't really care or listen to what I or others have to say on their little podcast. However, I'm just going to point this doohickey out. For weeks on end, AEW has failed to bring over a million viewers to their product. I believe the problem that lies within, even if CM Punk, you know, returns, cool beans, whatever. There's going to be problems trying to get over a million views because if you do that with professional wrestling, it's not that we don't want, some of us don't want to watch it. It's that, wow. All of a sudden, if you haven't noticed, they haven't been clamoring to watch wrestling because there's this thing called UFC. The NFL's coming back soon. 
MLB is getting close to the playoffs, uh, and then we're just going to – I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it is tough to get ratings for pro wrestling, even if CM Punk just returned after a supposed quote-unquote injury injured ankle, right? That's funny because, like I said, I have sources that told me he was out around, you know, walking around in a hoodie with a, you know – with his wife, if you will, completely fine and dandy. What does this have to do with a pro wrestling podcast? I don't give a fuck what you do in your personal life, but if we're going to sit here and literally be out for the time that he was just to uh, get his mind right, to get back into wrestling, bro, come on. I used to be a fan of yours. I used to think that CM Punk, you know, was the coolest ever because he was not afraid to speak his mind. He wasn't afraid to be who he is. He's still the same CM Punk. The problem is his mindset has not left since 2000, uh, you know, when he, the way he was since his 2014. To compare your own walkout with that of one who stomped her feet and bitched and moaned and cried and beseeched, didn't beg, didn't plead, just took a mental break. But it's always been that when she fucking walks out, I'm talking about Sasha too. When she walked out of the company for the fourth time, it was because, oh, we're being disrespected. No, it was, oh, I'm not getting the spotlight as long as Ronda Rousey is here. CM Punk is one of those talents that you know is going to have a reason to bitch and bellyache moan when he's, you know, asked a question at a convention that you know you're going to get the you know what answer he's going to what answers are going to come out of his mouth. It's going to be nothing but spite. Uh nothing but pure pettiness and sour grapes because if you try and work with an individual that is literally was the draw of W at the time, there's still fans. Of, oh, I wish he would come back. Not if hell freezes over, because he stated at the beginning of that promo that I had played and queued up for you. He stated that it'll be run by Vince's doofus son-in-law and that stupid daughter of his. At that time, folks, he did have legitimate gripes. He fulfilled his. Obligations as a wrestler, 350 days or 352 days, no time off, wrestle when he was sick. I mean, I know of one other guy that wrestled when he was sick, and that was Brett the Hitman Hart. And look what happened. He's still, you know, Brett's still considered a legend. He's still considered a great wrestler. I'm not taking anything away from CM Punk. I'm just not a fan of the attitude, man. It's not affecting my bills. It's not affecting my ability to get up in the morning and go to my 9 to 5. What it really fucks with my head is because once upon a time, this guy right here, you can't see me, looked up to you. And legit, I feel that CM Punk... You know, eventually they're going to have to collide. So does that mean that 
we can play this game of hot potato with championships, considering that Jericho is going to be involved in this picture, and now CM Punk and Moxley. Some believe that Jericho is going to take the title. Some believe that we're not going to see Moxley and Punk. I don't know about that because they cater to what the fanboys and fangirls of AEW want. We're taking shots. Sure, because a lot of them take shots at uh, WWE or any other fandoms. They say they're not as good. They're known as pure as AEW is. Give me a fucking break. So, while I'm answering questions on Instagram before I you know, get in too much of a rant, here's what I'm going to tell you. There's such a thing as humility and and moving on from your situation. I can sit here and gripe about a company that I worked for. Everyone and their brother's mother can sit about – sit and whine and complain about how much they hate their job. But five, six years down the road, if you're that kind of conversationalist, comes up to somebody at the party and says – well, you know, this so-and-so has been doing this at my job, and I really don't appreciate them doing this at my job. God, they're so goddamn annoying when they do this at my job. I think it's that time of the conversation. If I was talking to that individual, I would politely nod and, and smile and say, oh, yeah, okay, really? Just so they would, you know, think that we've been acknowledging them in the conversation. That's CM Punk, folks. That is the kind of guy that will sit and have a conversation with you. But if you bring up pro wrestling, enter at your own fucking risk. It will be a complete annihilation of WWE did this. WWE did that to me. They fucked me on my money. Blah, blah, blah. It's not all one person's fault, okay? He did have legitimate gripes, but let's be honest with you. When he came back to WWE's Raw Talk afterwards, do you honestly think that he was going to stay? I know in my mind he wasn't because he never got along with the old man. He never got along with Triple H. There was definitely gripes. You want specifics on why CM Punk is the way he is? Well, when you're offered money and then you don't get it from your WrestleMania match, not only that, he was hurting, he was sick. His heart just wasn't in it anymore, man. Supposed to have a match with Triple H and they're going to pay him more than they did with him and Undertaker. He says he didn't want to work with Triple H. Is that one of the reasons why he got let go? Um, Allow me to tell you this. Hypothetically speaking, None of us know what the conversations were in the locker room. None of us know how things were between Punk and, and Hunter, or Punk and Vince, for that matter. Vince never really liked Punk. Vince never really likes some of the guys that or gals that were popular. But if he got to know how to work with you, work with a certain kind of system with you, then you'd be fine. But Punk, dude... Not only was were things going south, but when he left, and then years later, we fast forward eight years, when he came and arrived in AEW, every fanboy marked the fuck out. I was happy. 
for a minute until the comments about World Wrestling Entertainment surfaced again. And it's like, I've heard this once before on one podcast. I've heard it before on another show and another podcast. Taking jabs, you know, is one thing in pro wrestling. That's to be expected, brothers and sisters, okay? What I'm gathered is so far is that Ever since 2014, when you make comments about the women's division, when you make comments about no structure whatsoever in the company, again, that makes you sound like you're full of sour grapes and that you haven't moved on mentally since that year that you left. What's the positive things that you can say about the company? Because I can say some nice things about AEW. I mean, the one thing going for them other than Orange Cassidy is the fact that, uh, well... The crowd is reacting to whatever Punk or Moxley does. They're eating it up. They're invested in AEW's product. Oh, what else? Um, gee, I don't know. I mean, other than Sting and Darby Allen and and Taz in the commentary at the commentary booth and Jr. coming out, it seems like some of the shit that he's saying is forced. It's not sincere. I mean, well, some of you said, well, that's organic. Blah blah blah. That's that's totally organic when JR says something or expresses it. Yeah, because he only comes out for the last hour, you dumb fucks. Here's what I'm going to tell you. AEW is a successful wrestling company. How? Because they pander to the fans all the time, and they bleed literally every single fucking week. Jericho gigged in the fucking match, right? How does that affect my fandom for AEW? When keep pushing Jericho as the top heel instead of MJF, instead of giving MJF an opportunity to be a champion, to make sure that he could put AEW on the map because he's the greatest fucking heel. I'm just saying, like... Whenever, because I just got a message from somebody from as an AEW fan. Let me let me answer this question, dude. What happens when Khan disappoints the fans? What happens when the truth comes out about talent not being happy? Because he tried to cover all his bases through an article. Again, trying to save face on the internet is one thing, but actually being sincere and honest and open about it, we don't want. The wrestling world does never, ever want the fans to be inside their world. But too late, everybody knows because they have their sources. I have on good authority that, you know, if I was or if anybody else was in an AEW locker room to be decided, I'll be the judge of that. You say that there's no problems whatsoever and that all the talent, all 122-plus talent of AEW is completely satisfied and happy. I don't know. I'm not going to fucking get into wrestling politics other than the fact that I'm just observed, read, and from what I gather, there are certain talents that are not getting recognized. Because if you notice, there's a trios championship tournament, right? Or a match, if you will. Hangman Page and the Young Bucks versus Adam Cole 
and undisputed. I um <laughs> I, you know the the premise for those for those championships is to be put on friends of friends. Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Hangman Page. They're all friends, Adam Cole. They all got to be friends somewhat, dude. We all have to get along with one another to work with one another in the world of wrestling. Anyways, there's an example of pandering to the fans and fans like, I don't care as long as I get to see Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. They haven't changed their shtick since 2012. They're, you know, we're not going to discredit them for certain things, but they really haven't evolved their stuff since that era. And when Jim Cornette rattles on them, he does have very valid points because some of their matches don't even have direction to them. Like when they were fighting outside and they were fighting, you know, in some kind of storage bin or boxcar or whatever and there was mud involved in that match. Not sure what date, what year, but I do know that their match did go outside and that it did have a bunch of chaos that ensued after, which is, you know, they say, well, that's normal wrestling match. No. You want specifics as to why AEW has a hard time getting 1 million viewers and why it didn't matter that Punk returned? I'll tell you why. Because when you have names that are not familiar to fans, like Roman Reigns, like Ronda Rousey, like Logan Paul, just to name a few. When you have to bring people on like Jermaine Dupree and Kevin, whatever his name is, you are having a hard time realizing that the reason why fans clamor to you is because when you constantly pander to them it's going to bring them in but when your product is the same after five years because you've pandered to them so much and you give them what matches are you going to give left to them what what are you going to have in the tank that's all i'm saying that's my questions for AEW, and that's my answer to your question in a roundabout way my dude here's my thing folks I've watched wrestling alongside all of you who have stopped watching wrestling. And one of the most common things that has ever been said to me is, what do you think AEW's future holds? Well, from what I understand, from what I gather, AEW's future can only be up, down, and different. I don't know at this point. They brought back CM Punk, but again, where the fuck? is MJF he's better than Jericho he's better than Punk sure he's not well known sure there's 50 minutes left in this show for me to talk around in circles but numbers have to be discussed man you can't just let a talent like MJF just out you know hang him up and leave him out to dry there's no fucking possible way that you can't notice yes the crowd reacted because Punk came back because these are the fanboys that are like man, Punk saved my life he got me back into pro wrestling and that's cool not everyone's going to agree with you though 
CM Punk spoke for the people that had no voices, the people that who couldn't confront their bullies or solve their problems or get rid of their demons. But he's nothing more than someone who lives in his past and can't seem to get out of his past. Sounds very similar to a legendary dude by the name of Brett the Hitman Hart, who no matter what you ask him, he's like, I've gotten over the Montreal screw job. The fuck you have. You're an awesome wrestler with amazing talent. But boy, man. Around that time in 1997, the WWE slash F was moving in a different direction. They needed a champion that could provide controversy, that could provide a bravado that he did not have. Brett is a great technical wrestler. And to some of us who are not Hitman fans, guess what? Brett can wrestle, and I respect him for his wrestling ability. But man, he can sure as hell put people to sleep. Not until, you know, it it really didn't start getting good until, in my humble opinion, when he became very, oh, how did I put this, rebellious, uh, didn't care, didn't give two fucks about what the fans thought. That's when wrestling starts getting great, is when guys actually start feeling it. They start feeling their gimmick, and they start feeling their character. That's what I'm saying. Now, CM Punk's there, right? He just returned. The announcers just said, you know, at some point in time, CM Punk and Moxley are going to have to cross paths. No shit, Sherlock. Here's my thing. I've watched the return of CM Punk twice. Three times, four times, lady. Am I mad because he said something in regards to WWE and someone saying that he's not lying? No. This time, folks, he's definitely off his rocker. Because it will... You don't think Vince McMahon won't control creative? He's got to be around there watching somewhere. He's been watching from TV somewhere and, and calling, you know, calling the shots. You know, you guys think he's gone. Boy, you're mistaken. He had to step down from the company, you idiot. And second of all, for people to sit there and say he said he's an attention seeker. Obviously, he got my attention and others that, you know, really, there's people that are going to not like certain somebody. Punk, now that after listening to the podcast that he's been on, listening to what he said at that comic book convention or that convention that he was at with Jade Cargill, she doesn't even know because a friend of mine, well, actually, my co-host – Essentially told me while in one of our wrestling conversations that if it was Jade Cargill and Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair is leaps and bounds ahead of Jade Cargill. It's because Jade Cargill is greener than goose shit, right? So we can we can assess that while he was sitting next to Miss Cargill, he said that he said things like, 
it's not structured over there and, and God forbid, you know, these two walk out, they castrated them, they they made sure to shame them, they were disrespectful. And I walk out of TV, they call me a quitter. No, you're a whiny little bitch who when he didn't get his way, he didn't pick up the ball and say, Oh, well, I'm done. You just said I fulfilled my obligations, which he did. Okay? We're not discrediting Punk's attendance record. If you had fucking issues with Vince forcing you to wrestle, or for that matter, I don't know who was part of creative during that time period, but let me inform you of this, dude. If you tell your boss you're sick and you don't want to get others sick, some you know some places of employment may not understand. And we're like, are you telling him literally you could call him sick and, and put in the computer that he could call out of work? I'm not saying that. But be a man about shit, dude. Instead of hiding behind a past that you had in WWE and it wasn't it just wasn't the greatest of all walkouts because one, it wasn't considered a walkout when he got fired. He then proceeded to come back and work on Raw Talk with Renee and Paige and all these familiar faces that he had been around beforehand, right? He wanted to be involved in some way, shape, or form of capacity in wrestling. And WWE at the at that time, no. The Fiend was running hot. And then you also had Alexa Bliss doing her thing with The Fiend. I was saying at the time period that he wanted to return in ring, really, Sting had more legitimate gripe than Punk. Why? They could have used him for behind-the-scenes shit. They could have used Sting's knowledge on certain things. William Regal, okay, he was let go too. He was there were budget cuts and this, that, and the other. There will always be the group of people that criticize what a wrestling company does. Punk kicks that shit into overdrive a lot. You know, it's just not only the beginning promo that I played for you, but there were other promos. And here's my thing. Wow, I'm getting a lot of messages from you guys. That's cool. Here's the thing, back to my point. When you have a guy that's as talented as CM Punk, that's been around as long as Punk has since, what, 2002? or even way before that, when he was wrestling for Ian Rotten, when he was wrestling in Ring of Honor, and then from Ring of Honor he went where? It's not like WCW and ECW was around for him to have stomping grounds and, you know, state claim that, oh, you know, I need one shot. That's all. Just give me one shot. No. The crowd ate it up because you heard the fucking clip I played when he did his run-in with all that chaos going on with the Jericho Appreciation Society. He comes in, he has a little run-in, and he comes in the ring. The crowd gives him a big pop. Again, I'm going to say this nicely. Where the fuck is MJF, and why are you not talking to the kid? I think he's as good as gone, dude. Even... 
it might be Cody may not be able to participate before a certain time, and MJF's healthy. He's 25 years old, folks. You do the math. If MJF comes to WWE and leaves Khan hanging high and dry, what do you think that will do for AEW's psyche and morale if he actually did or does walk out of the company? I don't care who tweets cryptic shit about cryptic shit. There's some, there was something earlier on Twitter about Britt Baker left a status about MJF status with AEW. I would fucking jump ship because now you have a guy that's able to steer the ship instead of running into multiple icebergs and have it sink on multiple occasions. True, WWE took the PG-13 label off their company, right? Their company rating. So now it's TV-14. Or do you see a bunch of gigging? Do you see a bunch of cussing? Do you see all that shit relating you know, to the way their uh, product is structured versus AEWs? At some, I'm going to quote this. At some point in time, you know that Punk, the real AEW champion, is going to have to cross paths with the interim AEW champion. This falls right into the lap of Chris Jericho because he's already been in a similar style match back all the way back, dates back to 2000, 2001, or actually 2002, when Jericho became the very first undisputed champion in WWE history. So does that mean when they unify the championship belts when Moxley either wins against Punk or Punk wins against Moxley? Come on. You want to say no structure? If anything, AEW has no structure, dude. It's not any better than WWE. Okay? WWE's product, on the other hand, is slowly but surely making their rounds of improving for the first time in years, folks, since 2020, I actually went to the shop section on their website, signed in, and actually bought a t-shirt. If fans are not just me, but fans who are purchasing merch, buying tickets, I noticed that WrestleMania was starting to sell out really, really fast. Just saying. If things are changing in pro wrestling, that's a good thing. Aren't changing, that's a bad thing. But if people still keep the same attitudes and mentalities about the companies they used to work for and make it known whenever they get the free opportunity to take a swipe at the competing competing company, that's wrong. That's just so fucking wrong, and that's what Punk is doing. He's literally taking time out of his interviews... Not to bash WWE, but if the question gets brought up to him, you can tell by his mannerisms and the stress comes back, the face looks flushed. His entire mannerisms and demeanors have not changed since 2012 or 2014, my dad. There has to be a rhyme or reason why Punk will never come back? There is. Again, he just referenced his former boss, Triple H, as somebody who 
will roid rage, you know, if he gets upset and won't explain himself. What the fuck ever, dude? He plays favorites. Who doesn't? If anything, I've learned watching CM Punk, it's this. For all the people who are brainwashed and complete sheep and don't have any rhyme or reason to be following this dude, it's okay. It's okay. This is my heart of all hearts. I know that CM Punk, deep down, he doesn't care. He does. He said that before. I don't give two fucks. And the, you know, the post interviews, the interviews outside of AEW. I'm just gonna point this out, man. The way that Punk talks is like that child, you know, that is bitter about their parents not attending certain important life events. I can tell you from experience, my parents, they love me, whatever. Is this a shot seeing Punk's, you know, life outside the ring? No. Punk is like that dude... That he had something happen to him, and everyone around the workplace remembers what happened. They haven't forgotten the fact that his contract was not renewable back in that time period. That he really wasn't guaranteed a spot on the roster because Vincent Mann didn't want anything to do with him. In certain regards, though, at that time, the way that Vince treated him... Yeah, he does have legit gripes in some areas. In some areas, no. Again, we I don't like going back to the locker room thought process because all that makes me think of is, hmm, well, know who to stick to. They haven't taken shots at WWE in quite some time as AEW. So, yes, CM Punk found a home, man. I'm not debating that. But the question is, how long are they going to prolong the process of getting MJF signed so that they can have something to coo about, something to talk about? Because other than that, folks, I'm not going to repeat myself in a million circles. And I'm going to cut tonight's show just a little bit short. CM Punk without a doubt, can talk like me in circles, but more on point. CM Punk can wrestle. But there's a problem. When you're friends with a banker or the investors, how do you expect to have any growth if you don't find anyone else? Young Bucks and so whomever else. You have to understand where I'm coming from, dude. And that is, I once looked up to you because you didn't sound like a complainer back then. You didn't sound like a whiny bitch back then. Now you do. Now you sound like sour grapes because you still haven't moved on to the point where, you know, you're still mad about getting FedEx fired. You're still mad that, you know, in certain areas of your life, you're still upset. But you're like, oh, man, I feel loose. I feel great. AEW has become home for me. And I reinvigorated my love for professional wrestling. 
again, you look naked without MJF. I mean, I know that they're probably going to feud you with Jericho because there's going to be a number one contenders match between Jericho and Punk. Actually, not really. That's kind, of, <laughs> kind of jumping the gun here. Punk still has a championship, does he? I completely forgot about that. Punk left. He didn't lose the title. And now Moxley is the interim champion. I wonder what match we'll get from 2011 or 2012 that AEW says they're not plagiarizing. Give me a break. Well, on that note, folks, I'd like to continue just on for a little bit longer. Not too much. You ever have that somebody at the workplace that, you know, like I said, cries and cries and cries and doesn't really get the hint or social cue as to why they get avoided in certain circles? I'm not, dude, to be honest with you, I'm not sure. I don't know why there's so many factions in AEW. I honestly don't know why they can't seem to book crescendo style, which means start off, you know, a match that sets the tone for the rest of the night. And then at the end, that's when, you know, you have your five-star main event. To say that WWE is not structured, let me inform you of something. Their shit's been structured. It just needed some pushes and changes in certain directions. In other words, it needed help. Holy cow. I'm getting messages on Instagram during a live show. Holy shit. Well, folks, I'm going to wrap this punk rant up by saying I'm going to WrestleMania 39, and it's going to be one hell of a good time. And uh, let me just do the honors, right? <laughs> If he didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then, well. I have everybody's attention now. If you didn't like what I had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Toodles, bitches, I got to get my beauty rest. So, just kidding. I'm actually going to play this out. See how you like it, okay?